This is Jamie Finn from Foster the Family, and this is The Real Mom Podcast. Hey friends, this is the second installment of the Friday 15. Just me and my microphone sitting and talking about what's new in life, different issues of being a foster, adoptive, biological mom, follower of Christ. If this is your first time tuning in to The Real Mom Podcast, I'm going to give you the same advice I gave last time, which is shut this off and listen to an episode that has an actual guest. This is not what I want you to get your first taste of. (laughs) But I want to talk a little bit uh, today about um, a conversation that happened with my daughter last night. We were talking about jealousy, basically, and what it looks like to be grateful when someone else has something that you want. And she was being really just raw and confessing how she was struggling with being jealous of really sort of things that other people had. And, you know, as a 34-year-old woman, I struggle less with the things that others have, but more with the callings, the giftings, the relationships, the opportunities, the experiences, that kind of stuff that people around me have. So I was able to come alongside of her and basically share, you know what, babe, this is going to be a lifelong struggle. This is something that we need to be fighting because this is going to continue to be a temptation as there always be other people who have things that you don't have. So we had this great conversation and I was sharing with her just about how a grateful heart who sees, first of all, I mean, this is a little bit abstract for a 10 year old, but I took it there eventually. Um, Someone who's just received the grace of forgiveness and hope and heaven that even if that's all that we had, we have so much to be grateful for, that there are people starving and their families have died and they have very little and yet they can be filled with joy and with gratitude because they have the hope that Jesus has brought them. So there's that, but also just on a more practical level, especially for my 10-year-old, all just seeing what God has given you and being grateful that that really is one of the keys to fighting jealousy. When we are just living in gratitude, then we're going to be so much less prone to see what others have and want that because we'll be so overwhelmed with what we have compared to what we deserve and compared to what so many others have. And we also talked about just loving others so much that, that you rejoice when they rejoice and that you're able to enter into someone's happiness and be happy for them because you love them so much. So being, you know, as humble and raw as a 10-year-old could be, she started to share just how hard that seemed to her and that she knows that she's not perfect, she'll never be perfect. And so we talked about how this is a lifelong battle that we fight every day and that God brings good fruit and all of that. This is all going somewhere, I promise. So here I am having this conversation with her about how kind of stuff doesn't matter and we should be grateful. And I'm going to pause there. And go back to, well, the story sort of starts last summer when for my birthday, I asked for this gorgeous gazebo tent awning thing that is like this cabana that you would see on the beach. And 
this to me is like the pinnacle of outdoor luxury beauty. <laughs> and so my husband got it for me last summer. He needed my help to put it up. I hate projects. So I was like, it just ended up taking until this summer to put it up. Well, this spring. So Saturday, we pulled it out. We spent four hours the whole day getting it up. We had our family dinner under it. And then last night, Sunday night, we, my husband and I sat outside after the kids went to bed and we were just talking and I was talking about how beautiful it was and all the happy memories we were going to have in our backyard and just how sweet it was to be able to be outside with our family. And so this is what's leading up. We put it up Saturday. We enjoy it Saturday. We enjoy it Sunday. My husband tends to worry about things. I tend to be like, ah, no big deal. It's just stuff. You know, something breaks. It's like, well, no big deal. This was something that I really loved and really was caring about. So we go to bed. He's panicked because there's a storm watch. We have it weighed down with 200 pounds. And in my mind, I'm like, this is far more than enough weight to keep this down. We start to hear the wind in the middle of the night and we pop out and he says in sort of his normal panicky, oh my gosh, what? it's not there. And I'm like, there's no way that this thing flew away. And we look out the window and it's gone. And I am so upset about this thing. And here I am with my talk with my daughter a few hours before about how we shouldn't find our joy in stuff and we have so much to be grateful for and Jesus died for us and all of that. And here I am like just so upset about this thing and I really can't get myself out of it. I'm so upset about it. Also, it's the middle of the night. So we're like, where is it? We're trying to find it. We realize that our massive trampoline with the big netting went over the fence and is just sitting upright in the neighbor's yard. So we're just like in this weird haze of like what came through. We find out there's a tornado, all that kind of stuff. Well, I have to start engaging my heart because I'm really upset and I just start thinking like, God, why do you let these things happen? Like, what are the odds that we put it up after a year the day before a tornado. Like, why did that happen? It probably could have been there successfully for years if we had just waited. So I start going there and just like, honestly, about this small thing, like questioning the goodness of God. And God, why do you let this happen? And so I start fighting, just like, all right, God, I know that you're in this. I know even about this stupid thing. You have a plan. You want to do something in me, through me, all that. And so I start saying, I'm going to buy into what I was sharing with my daughter last night, which is Jesus is better than stuff. And she may not be able to grasp that. I can't grasp that really, but I can fight for that. I can fight to believe that Jesus is better than this gazebo. (laughs) And what I start to realize the reason that this thing kind of got this place in my heart is because it wasn't the thing. It wasn't like a purse that I liked or a car. You know, like I I run into something with my car and I'm like, oh, well, that's, 
<laughs> That's just sort of my MO. Stuff doesn't matter to me as much. And what I realized is that it wasn't the thing, the item. It was what I had created in my heart of what this thing was going to be. It was going to represent these family memories and us spending time together and laughing together and my husband and I sitting on the porch at night together. And in the middle of the night, I sort of had this moment of, okay, yeah, it's easy for me to say Jesus is better than stuff, but do I believe and do I functionally live out when something goes wrong that Jesus is better than all of it, including those really positive things like my marriage and our family time and really believing and buying into the fact that Jesus is better than all of that. And I had this like moment of what do I cherish? Yeah, there's the things and there's my family and my husband and these really positive things that many people live for and that is the purpose. But I believe that Jesus is better He's more fulfilling. He's more worth giving my life to. He's more than all of the other wonderful things that I'm called to. He is better than it all. Earlier in the day at church, we had communion, and the question was, what distracts you from loving God? And I realized it's, it's not these sinful, terrible things. It's the things that I feel like are worth living for, like my kids and like foster care and adoption and following God can sometimes be what I treasure and cherish more than him, more than being with him, more than communing with him and enjoying him are the things and the people and the tasks that I attach to following him. So I woke up this morning and was able to have just sort of more perspective on the gazebo incident of 2019. <laughs> and the perspective was like, okay, this is not that big of a deal. God, for some reason, you let us put it up this time and let this tornado come through our backyard. And But I realized that it's in these small moments, in these, you know, a storm in the middle of the night or running late for something or losing my keys or my kid really struggling with something, having a temper tantrum, my sin being on display for other people to see and whatever those little moments are where I'm battling to believe that God is in control, that he has a good plan, that he is better, he's more satisfying than whatever thing is going wrong, that those are the training grounds for my heart getting in the place of believing those things when the big things happen. And I've had a bunch of times recently where something goes very wrong and my heart doesn't go to where it would have gone necessarily before of panic and doubting God's goodness and worrying or thinking that this thing is the end of the world. And it's not in those moments when something does happen and blow up that really the faith is built. It's in the small moments, in the, I just broke a glass. Oh, well, God was in that. I don't know why God allows these stupid little things to happen, but he does. And if I had to guess, I would say that part of it probably is so that we're having these mini opportunities, these training grounds for believing that he's good when the bad 
really huge things happen and believing that he is satisfying and sufficient for everything when things are deeply, truly hard. So I had this whole like moment with God that I'm grateful for because my heart doesn't go there. It goes to where's the coffee and where's the task list and all of that. But in the middle of the night, this morning at church yesterday, just experiencing this full picture of, of really believing functionally what I know to be true, which is that God is good, that he's enough, that he's satisfying, and that that affects the way that I view everything that happens in my life, that whether it's a gazebo or whether it's a small moment or a huge moment with one of my children, one of my kids' cases, something going wrong, that I can believe that he is good and I can practice all the time that he's good when things go wrong so that it's easier for my heart to believe when something really difficult happens. So that's my moment. That's what God has been doing in my heart. Now I want to share a little bit what I'm reading and eating and listening to. So I have been reading Jamie Ivey's book, If You Only Knew. She is actually the one who inspired me to podcast because I like to listen to her. And she was just kind of like this combination of deep and funny and all of that. And it's exactly what her book is. And I had this moment where... I felt like it was exactly what my heart needed to hear. And it literally said, Jamie, because it was God speaking to her heart. And so it's been really cool, very readable, very kind of funny and irreverent, but, but really deep truths and raw confessions about her heart. And so that's been really great. I'm eating healthy, which I don't particularly enjoy. But there's one thing that I've been loving. And so if you are like I am, which is like, oh, it's almost summer. I better do a little bit better. (laughs) I have been going crazy on riced cauliflower. And I tried it in the past, but I tried it was fresh. And I'm like, this just tastes like little bits of cauliflower. What are people talking about? Well, then I ordered the frozen kind. And the frozen kind cooks down really soft, and it's kind of like less pungent of the cauliflower flavor. And so I've been going crazy on riced cauliflower with like taco seasoning and then peppers and all kinds of good stuff put in. And then I have been getting iceberg lettuce and making lettuce wraps. And I don't feel like I'm eating all vegetables, and yet I'm eating just this meal of lettuce wraps with rice cauliflower and all these veggies mixed in and it has been like a game changer for me at mealtime. So little tip for you there. Listening to, I have been listening to uh, Jessa Connolly's podcast, which is called um, the Go and Tell, either Go and Tell Gals or Go and Tell Podcast. But again, it's a really good combination of like just women talking about following God, but also kind of funny and irreverent and real and So I've really been loving that. So that's all I've got for you for this installment of the Friday 15. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening just about what God is doing in my heart, in our family. And make sure you don't miss the next episode of The Real Mom Podcast, where I have guest Jamie Sandifer. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Real Mom Podcast. You can find us online, www.realmompodcast.com, 
or on iTunes and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash realmompodcast or Instagram at realmompodcast. Thanks so much for listening. Save me, you save me.